Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 The Yakuza Kick Radio. This is the Bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black dude. This bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Oh, shit. I said, motherfucker, you motherfucker. It's just cold outside. Going on, welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J. Cat Morris. As always, uh, uh, welcoming back to the show is fresh off of winning the Acid Cup, the bad boy Joey Janela. What's going on, man? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I hear you. I have you on the Bluetooth in my car, so I just want to make sure. Cool, man. Yeah, so uh, how you been? All right, dude. Just, you know, busy, trying to hang in there. I'll <laughs> be getting too busy. Yeah. yeah um, so, yeah, like I said, uh, you know, fresh off of the Acid Cup victory, um, you know, what was your thoughts on the night overall? Uh, you know, I thought I thought the show was good. I thought the matches were good. Uh, I just thought the crowd, you know, obviously, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't too hot, but, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. If you look at the entire like, remember I, I'm trying to think what year that whole that whole Burns chunk of CDW. Remember that like a little bit towards yeah. the end or right after that, 
when CZW used to run the arena, there was barely anybody there every month. So right. I don't know. I guess I can compare it to that, to when CZW was yeah. drawing 200 in the arena. Uh, but, you know, it was a good night of wrestling, I guess. The fans said it was good, so then it was good, you know. Right. Um, so, you know, a couple changes on the card and everything else. And, um, you know, you went up in the finals up against Pinky Sanchez. Um, you know, what was it like going up against him in the finals? I don't know if you – have you worked Pinky before in one-on-one? Like eight times. We we worked like eight times. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we've done, I think we've done two matches for Game Changer. We did one for On Point. And we've done a few others. That's right, yeah. He did come, uh, yeah. Um, I was so fucking, then, you know, I was follow- <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, following the tournament, you, you were kind of shooting on the mic and everything. And, um, you know, there was a lot of controversy going around the, the Acid Cup in general and everything. And, um, you know, what was your thoughts on everything, you know, as far as, you know, what you went out there and said? Yeah, I just I just wrestled my, my ass off for that night. So it was just like I was beat. I was tired. I was mad because, you know, I know the crowd could have been 100% better. Um, sure. All my matches were awesome. I was just, you know, I just went on a shooting rampage. Um, all right on the mic but you know it is what it is I got hit up by all the parties the next day and I'm just like man I'm sorry you know <laughs> that's that's who I am you know if I'm not you know I'm not one of those guys to hold back and I was just like whatever man you can take it how you want it you know I'm sorry and uh you know they all had their excuses why they weren't there but you know it is what it is I'm not gonna complain yeah. I feel like I did it, and it's over with. And the sure. Trent Acid Cup is over with, you know. Trent Acid is a great fucking sex god, legend in the industry of professional wrestling. So everyone wrestled their their uh, hearts out for him, and uh, that's all that matters, I feel. Sure. Um, so, you know, just, just before that, you had wrestled Sabu in New York, and, I mean, that must have been a huge match for you. You know, Sabu's obviously legendary. I mean, he's, you know, he he's not quite the Sabu he used to be, but either way you look at it, I mean, you're standing across the ring from Sabu. What was, what was that like? And it was a real wrestling Sabu because, uh, you know, Sabu was, I, you know, I had Sabu shirts in the 90s. You know, Sabu was one of the main reasons sure. I'm as crazy as I am, you know, but it was like wrestling the fucking Crypt Keeper. You know, I just, he had, because he had, like, his hip was fucked up, understandably. He went out there and tried to do the best that he could. But right. I feel like at that point, I know he just got hip surgery today. Oh, so, so I guess he got the money together to do it, finally. But, you know, it was bad, man. It was sad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like wrestling somebody, like, you look up to and they're that mangled. It's just like it's like wrestling Ebenezer Scrooge. Some shit. <laughs> yeah, I is that his name, Ebenezer Scrooge? For, yeah, from the um, <laughs> from, yeah, from uh, Christmas store. Yeah, yeah, just I just an old old like uh, old man. <laughs> the Christmas card. But I'm sure he gets a hip. He gets yeah, yeah, yeah. Just an old uh, cranky man. 
But I'm sure he gets that hip in. You know, I'm sure he'll be doing the same shit he did 10 years ago. I'm sure he'll be moving around for for another 10 years. So hopefully I get to Triple wrestle him again. Insult. <laughs> yes. Um, if I can wrestle him again, yeah, if you can do that fucking triple jump moonsault into the to the outside, I'll be uh, I'll probably cream myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw the picture you put up with uh, <laughs> you know, the look when you left something on the stove at home. Yeah, that was his <laughs> expressions the whole match. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck this guy was thinking, like. <laughs> Because I was just like, come on, come on, you're doing this, you're doing this. He's like, no, no, I can't. I'm like, dude, you're fucking doing it. So I felt like I was just pelting, pelting him. Kill your heroes, whatever. Yeah, that's kind of rough. Um, you know, and you know, you'd cut some, you know, online promos and stuff about New York and the independent scene and all the rules that are going to come down. What's your thoughts on the whole New York independent scene changing and the rules that are coming through? I feel like if you're legitimate – you get to stay. You have your license. You know, it's going to cost money to have an ambulance at every show. It's going to cost a lot of money. If you have your license, then you're legitimate. Then you can run. You know what I'm saying? You did what you had to do to ha- have a license in that state. If you if you don't, then you're, you haven't been doing it the right way to begin with. So, unfortunately, you can't run. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. I feel like that. I feel like that whole yeah. Chris Levine and his, you know, the whole deal with his girlfriend, the intergender thing. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know about that? That they stopped the Somewhat. match because they said girls can't wrestle guys. Some fucking bullshit. You can't, like, okay. I feel like that added fuel to the fire. I, I don't feel like they did they did it for New York. I felt like it had it coming anyway. I felt like something was going to go down. Um, But... You know, it is what it is. I hate fucking wrestling in New York anyway, so it doesn't do me any fucking harm. Yeah. You know, if I'm going to come in and wrestle uh, Yeah. Do you think it hurts some of the companies that do run there, even if they are legitimate? Because, you know, it gets cracked down on a little bit harder. Um, I know it's going to be like less, it's going to be more in-ring stuff and whatnot, and just like... If I wrestle in New York, I'd probably get a few shows shut down. Let's just put it that way, because the rules are just so strict and stupid. But just um, because I heard at WrestlePro, I talked to Kevin Matthews now. We're, we're friends now. Um, he he they uh-huh. ran the same night as ICW, and uh, he ran the same night in Brooklyn, and they came down on them hard. You know, they yeah. were there. There was like, there was like, there was no one at ICW surprisingly, because I don't know Cooter. Cooter done his uh, paid his dues with the commission, so I guess that show was just under his banner. So they just leave that show as it is. Because, but WrestlePro, they came down hard. I heard like there was a little bit of brawling on the outside. There was a dive, and Dan Moff dove on maybe Ryback, I think, and the the commission went crazy because because it, they maybe like tapped the guardrail and they just caused a huge scene. Jesus. But they had, they're, they're legitimate. WrestlePro, WrestlePro has their license in the in the state of New York, so they're legitimate. How would New York react if a wrestler just say dove over the guardrail with barbed wire on his foot and flashed a fan open? Oh uh, yeah, the show would be stopped. I know, I know, I know the deal. The show was stopped. I know the deal. Yeah. <laughs> but that's been, yeah. that, that's been CCW like ever since I was a kid. I remember people getting fucking mangled at Tournament of Death. You're just on a long yeah. list. 
What did DJ do? Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> season tickets? No, nah, no. Nah. Season tickets for the rest of history? No, no, not not so much. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I I've never seen anything quite that that wide open. But yeah, not like that. Do? Not like that. I've seen glass fall and yeah. like, hit people in the face and cut people open. Yeah, you, you catch a little nick. Yeah, but I've never <laughs> but, seen uh, something like that. I guess it's just like it could have. Like, I feel like it's just kind of in the moment because things happen. You know, it sucks, yeah. but. Yeah, but that, I've been in circum. I've been in situations like that when guys dove on the ring and they overshot me and landed on a, someone in the front row, a kid or somebody. You know, it just sucks. Yeah. But. Yeah, know. yeah. It's just funny. It was the first thing that came to my mind when you said people are like barely touching the guardrail and the commission's freaking out. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, yeah. Jesus Christ. DJ didn't but, give uh, you the best of DJ Hyde uh, anthology. DVD? No, I. For the trouble. See, I already had that, so uh, you know, oh, okay. I already had the autographed copy of that, so I didn't know, you know, if I wanted a second copy. No, but uh, yeah. it is what it is. So, but uh, yeah, if you if you don't want doubles, I understand. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to <laughs> just snatch up the market of DJ Hyde. You know, the, you need a lot to go around. I don't want to leave anybody left out. But uh, so, you know, you came back from your injury and you um, I'm kind of going backwards on this, but uh, you came back from your injury and uh, you finished up your feud with Leo Rush. Big, crazy match. Um, you ended up coming out of the rafters on the, the final spot. Um, you know, what went into that match and what was your thought process of, you know, doing the rafter spot and everything else? I just needed to get out of my system. It was a rough summer. Uh, I was just like, I was doing nothing. Like, I came back so right. like, looking like such a piece of shit because I absolutely, I've never been injured in 10 years of wrestling. Yeah. So, just for you to get injured the first time, I'm not an, I'm not an athlete. I didn't deal with, I didn't play, uh, I didn't play scholastic sports, so I didn't know what it was to be injured, you know? So, mm-hmm. like, taking that much time off, even though it was, like, short, it was three months. They gave me plenty of time to eat like a piece of shit and drink lots of alcohol and not care. <laughs> so, yeah. Because I didn't. So, you know, I got cleared two days before I came back. Yeah. So I came back. I'm like, you know, I'm going to hang off these rafters and try to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was hard. Yeah, it's definitely crazy fine. shit. Um, Leading up to the the match, you uh, you put together that that promo package that was one of the most well done things on the indies I've seen in a long time, as far as the vignette goes or anything like that. Um, how did you come up with that, and how did you put it together? Um, John Carlo was a guy I knew for a while. He uh, was like a, he was like a pro PWS fan, and he mm-hmm. used to uh, he used to just sit in the crowd and just like film video packages about like other fans in the crowd. I was like, man, this guy's talented. This is like, it's kind of bullshit at PWS. They're, they're not, they weren't using him. <laughs> he was just a right. fan. Like they, he was willing just to do, he, he asked them and whatnot. He was willing to just come in and do video packages for them. So basically they said, no, it's when they had their whole TV thing, you know, when that all went down, they had their own in-house editor and stuff. 
So his services were needed. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of was like, yo, I'll take you <laughs> with me to shows and we'll film some shit. And that's how we basically, uh, you know, connected. And then he did shit for uh, Jersey Championship Wrestling, which is now Game Changer. He filmed, like, a lot of their video pack, like, a lot of their promos from, like, two years ago were all him. So if you go back and look at them, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you can tell. But he went to, like, California with, like, uh, the, the Learn with Marquez with Championship Wrestling for Hollywood for a whole summer. And then through that and through me, he started coming to Combat Zone. And he's if their TV show ever like if that TV show thing that pilot comes to fruition, that's that's all him. So at least you have some hope with something um, of it looking yeah. at least fucking fucking cool as shit. But yeah, uh, yeah, I hit him up and I said I want to do I don't want to go to any shows for the entire summer. I just want to sit home and do nothing and let's film this video package. So when I come back. We air it, and it makes me look like a bigger deal than I am. So it, it worked, I guess. And uh, we filmed yeah. it in, like, three hours. <laughs> we filmed it in three hours. Like, we, 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 like, threw ideas at each other. We figured it out. He edited it in two weeks, and that was it. I was like, wow, I was blown away. I didn't think it was going to be like that. Yeah. Like, I had ideas yeah, that it was, was going to be awesome, but it was out of this world. Awesome. Yeah, it was definitely great. We're filming a second one in two weeks. He already spoiled it, so I might as well just spoil it now. But this one's going to make that one look like, I don't know. The ideas this guy has is just, like, ridiculous. Like, I don't even know how we're going to be able to pull off half this shit. Nice. I'm pretty sure sure I have to film it next week, so... I have no idea how we're going to get it done, (laughs) but it is what it is. Yeah. So, you know, during your injury, um, you know, when you went and you announced the, uh, the whole, you know, you were stepping away and, um, you know, you threw your jacket in the ring and all that stuff at a tournament of death. Um, you kind of left it open. Like you were going to be out a lot longer than you were, you know, kind of leading the fans on. Um, but in the same token, during that show, you kind of played the angle of being, DJ Hyde's guy against the, the, you know, the John Zandig invasion, which would turn you heel prior to an injury. And I thought it was crazy because there's no way you're coming back a heel, which clearly isn't how it happened. So what, what was, you know, what were you thinking, you know, doing a heel turn, going into an injury, being one of the most over guys in the country? Dude, the funny thing about that injury, I haven't told anyone that, 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 that whole angle, I mean, that, wasn't supposed to happen. I was actually shit faced blackout drunk. <laughs> and and fans were encouraging me to run over there. I had no idea what was going on. Like I was really fucking drunk. And they had like I had no idea what was going on. Like and I ran over there and I saw like Zandig there and like and I just started like I guess playing along with the angle and I flipped off Zandig and he's like, You motherfucker and punched me. And then I, that wasn't supposed to happen. None yeah. of that was supposed to happen. I kind of just ran into that angle and because I'm an asshole. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean. Yeah, I, I drank too much. Because like... that was like two days. That was two days after my surgery. 
because so it was I was only in a lot of I was in a lot of fucking bump. pain. Yeah, I was in a lot of fucking pain. So I was just like, I don't take painkillers or anything. I'm completely against painkillers. So Good. I'm not against drinking beer. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> and I drank a lot of it that day. <laughs> I drank a lot yeah. of it that day, and uh, somehow got in. I woke up. I woke up the next day and was covered in dirt. <laughs> yeah, because you were in the hole with DJ, right? Yeah, there was dirt in my cast. I thought my hand was going to get infected because it was just operated on. There was dirt in there. I yeah, they like, probably oh don't God, have that on the uh, The post-op instructions probably have nothing about uh, jumping into a shallow grave with DJ Hyde. No, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> but, but then I was supposed to be in cage of death, but I'm not in cage of death, so. Yeah, I was only doing it yeah, you know, because the whole it just made sense, <laughs> right? But I guess that's yeah. not so, um, now. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, then then going back to the actual injury, the the big the big bump and and everything else. Um, you know, it's been looked back upon a ton of times. Obviously, initially got heat from like the Jim Cornets and stuff like that, and then uh, you know, following that, like even. Even me, like just looking back on it and seeing what it cost, you know, and John Zandig's pretty much, you know, done or at least delayed for a long time now. And, you know, it took you out of action for the summer. Um, you know, what's your thoughts going back on the bump now? I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. Right. You know, so it is what it is. It was crazy. I watched it, I watched it like over like so many times. Because I'll be at, like, places and people would be like, yo, let me see that. Uh, someone would mention it and be like, let me sh- show them that. And I'm just like, fuck. It was certainly a fucking really dumb. But if yeah. I can go back in time, I'd still do it. Yeah. Because I think that might be up there. I think that might be the wildest bump of all time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's up there. It's definitely crazy. Yeah, it's either me or Mondo. So, <laughs> yeah. I think I don't know. I don't know the height of that building. You were probably there, right? Yeah, Nowhere. I was there. I mean, personally, if I had to pick, I'd go the Mondo one just because of the way they landed. I mean, there was, I mean, just asphalt, and those tables looked like they moved, like they caught all the light tubes and just landed on the street. Like it, it shit was really scary. You know, what I mean, and I mean. Not like yours. Yours wasn't nuts, but I mean, we're uh, picking between yeah, two insane bumps. I was yeah. actually like an inch away from dying. <laughs> yeah. Because I I turned sideways and I could have hit the truck rack. Jesus. Yeah. I, I can't. If you watch it again, if you watch it again, I came within like an inch of smashing my head on the truck rack, like, like because I turned uh, I turned myself sideways to brace myself. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of that. I don't even know why you, why they added barbed wire to that. I mean, you had fire, you had glass, you had the height. I mean, the barbed wire is what I guess got your thumb, right? That's what got my thumb. I I had no idea. I said the same thing before we actually did it. I was like, why yeah. is the barbed wire there? I guess it is the cushion some of the fall. I don't know. It's like uh, spring. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't I don't know, man. That's all Zant like. I don't know. That shit was like fucking crazy. 
that was on a different level of like, like, uh, I don't know. I, it was the craziest thing I ever did in my life. Yeah, I, I'd imagine. Um, Everyone was asking yeah, me, that, like, people said I, said I was saying, am I dead? Am I dead? Am I dead? <laughs> like, I thought I was legit dead. Yeah, that's like, yeah, that's that's a crazy fucking bump, man. Now you know, following that, obviously you're injured, but do you immediately start getting hit up with people like you know, tournament of death, this and that? Like now he's a deathmatch guy because you know you clearly went through the same type of stuff that the deathmatch guys do. To I mean, even on some level, you know, more of an extent, you know, with the height bumps that maybe some of those guys wouldn't take. But you know, do, do you start to get hit up like? No, only one guy. Yeah. Uh, the guy who runs the Carnage Cup, and, uh, he, and he wrote me. Kind of, he wrote me in like he wrote me in pos. I don't know who he is. He wrote me in the worst yeah, possible way to try to book me. He went like this. He goes, "Hey, bro, is there any way you can do the Carnage Cup and take a bump like that for me?" <laughs> That's how he hit me up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, "No, no, thank you." <laughs> yeah, he's a jerk off. Yeah, I'm done with Deathmatchers. Fuck that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, there's I'm not a lot of reason for you to do it. <laughs> I'm okay with, like, hot, yeah. like my style already is just, like, unorthodox, like, kind of, like, ECW, like, anything yeah. on the table type situation. I feel like, because uh-huh. I feel like nobody's really doing that anymore. You know, I felt like that was, like, the coolest styles. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the hardcore chair table, you know, all of the ladder bumps and all of that stuff. Uh, I mean, that's some of the craziest shit out. But, yeah, uh, like the unorthodox shit. Like, I feel like the closest, like, I felt like when, when Sammy Callahan first came around, he was kind of like that too, you know what I'm saying? Just like, whatever, you know, to have a fucking crazy match. But yeah. I don't feel like there's any, like, guys, like, in the last, like, six years who are like whatever like I'll just like in like CZW matches like and on point I was just like they didn't give a shit but in like that translated to CZW like okay we're gonna try to have this like normal fucking match with like like fucking 10 counts and like all this fucking bullshit I'm like no this is CZW I'll do what I want <laughs> just like You're right. whatever you know but yeah I don't want to do any more death matches I think it's like I've gotten offered you know, Lauderdale won't I'm leave sure. me alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, um, so, I mean, you were talking about the CZW thing before and the TV and all of that stuff. Uh, I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Because I, I really don't get it. I mean, from from where I'm at, I, I just, I, I don't get it. I feel like, you know, CZW has a lot of pluses, you being one of them, Tremont being another. I mean, you guys, you have some top-notch stars there. And it doesn't look like they're even using that to showcase on the the TV product. They're putting out like a B show, you know, to put you guys in it a little bit. But it's not really like showcasing their top stuff. Like, why not present like you versus Leo or, you know, you versus Steppen? I don't know. I just it's really not my call. I don't know what the hell is going on with that. So I wrestled at the last one. I wrestled the. Uh... I wrestled Lucky in the the main event of the taping, oh, okay. but the crowd yeah. was just like they were just weird. I was like, I don't know. 
if anyone can make anything out of the matches and make it look like it's like the coolest thing ever, it's that guy John Carlo. Mm-hmm. So he can make it. He can make a. He can make a piece of shit look like fucking uh, flaming Fucking make it look <laughs> like lobster. Yeah. Who knows? He can make it look like you can edit it as the full package. It could look like the coolest show ever. Right. But who knows? You know. He sends me stuff time right. to time, and it's always cool. It's always cool stuff. So, mm-hmm. who knows? Whatever. It's like I think it's like the. I just think they're trying to replicate what Dave Marquez does in California, and I just feel like it's a different market over there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like LA yeah, is a different market for TV. So I don't know if it could be done over here. Yeah. Um. So what um the last show you wrestled uh Tony Depp and you guys tore it up and on point. Um yeah, I, I really liked the match that you guys just had here. The show had a really bad vibe to it. The crowd was dead for the majority of it. Now, I don't blame it on the crowd because I really think the momentum of the show was bad. But um you know, what was your thoughts on the match and the overall reaction to it? Oh, I was really happy with it because uh you know, Depp and you know, I feel like on point right now. They're really, they're they are on point with making guys. You know, especially mm-hmm. like that generation of those of CDW guys like me, Deppin, Cannonball, and there'll be other guys coming from. You'll see it in the next year. Other guys from on point coming up, doing CDW and breaking out from there. So, I feel like you know, I felt like it was like. Me and Tony Depp, we had to go in there and just, like, kill it. But once again, I did knock him out during the match by accident. Some For some reason, every match I wrestle him, I accidentally knock him funny. But <laughs> he was all right, though. Yeah. Uh, but I thought besides that, I felt like the match was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the DVD spot to the outside, to the chair in the corner was crazy. Um, uh, you know, there were some people that said, you know, that should have been the finish. You know, what's your thoughts on that type of thing? Uh, um, I don't know, because me and Leo, I, I'm i trying to – me, I had a formula. I kind of tried to create a formula when I wrestled Leo, and mm-hmm. uh, it worked every time. So this is kind of that same formula, you know. Yeah. Walls to the wall, go out there and just. I felt like the finish, you know, came off. Didn't come off as good as I thought it would, but you know, it is what it is. You know, we didn't give him everything. That's for sure. Right. Like me and Leo yeah. were idiots, and at Cage of Death, we gave them basically everything, and then we had to top ourselves at the anniversary show. And we were like, yo, we're not. Let's just face it, we're not topping our last match. And somehow we did, and then somehow we did. But yeah, I feel like if me and Depp and we had another match, like it'd just be fucking, it'd just be wild. Who who said that? It was supposed <laughs> to be the fifth. It should have been the finish, you know. By basic, I don't remember. Standards, who said yeah, it. I think that should be more than a finish. <laughs> By basic wrestling yeah. standards, that should be like a guy's injured <laughs> for two months type deal. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember who said it. I just remember reading it somewhere on a comment on that match. It was, you know, people saying, oh, that shit ended the match. And uh, I don't know. Uh, well, we you know. we bash each other up for the next, like, ten minutes after that, too. So, 
So you're heading overseas for the first time, you know, finally, finally getting on that plane. Um, you know, what's your thoughts on that? What's your, you know, mood going into that? That's just crazy. I never thought I would make it over there. Honestly. Why not? I don't know. I'm hard on myself. <laughs> like, I always I, had guys I mean, tell me, yeah, you'll make it. You'll make it there. You'll make it there. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, man. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's here, you know. I hate flying. That's one thing. Yeah, well, <laughs> shit. Yeah, I'm gonna have fun. You can only hope for it for so long before you're gonna end up flying. I mean, yeah, yeah, I waited ten years for it, so. But I'm uh, not like I'm not like uh, there's something on the wing of the plane. Like William Shatner freaked out about flying. I'm like, right. I just don't like it. <laughs> but I have to yeah. get used to it, you know, because I have a lot of flights coming up now. Like there's guys willing to fly me in places and it's just like crazy because I 10 years I worked for this like I know guys that come in like Leo Rush he's been getting flown all over the place for the last year and a half and he's only been wrestling for two years yeah so I waited 10 years to get one flight somewhere not even overseas just somewhere so I didn't have to sit in a car and then going to England is pretty fucking rad so I'll have a good time over there and try to kill it. I will kill it. Yeah. I think I got Pierre calling in. Let me put him on with you real quick. Pierre. Yo. Hey, what's going on, man? What's going on? So, yeah, I was talking to Joey and, um, you know, coming up, big 20th anniversary show. Jersey All-Pro, a long time coming. 20th anniversary. Joey's going to be uh, in an eight-man match for the light heavyweight title. Best of the light heavyweights. Um, I know you don't have too long, Pierre. What do you want to say about the 20th anniversary show? This is going to be the shows. This is 20 years in the making. I mean, it sucks that Frank won't be with us, but this is going to be one of the shows that if you're not there to see live, you're definitely going to want to get the DVD. There's so many surprises we have in store. I mean, we have a stacked show. One of the participants Absolutely. on that is in the Battle of Light Heavyweights which is going to be a phenomenal match like it is every year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy show for sure. Yeah, I can't wait. November 12th can't Yeah, so, you know. I was was going to come out just to to watch EYFDO and fucking who they wrestle, Aerostar and Drago from Mexico. So, I was going to come out anyway, so I'm blessed with just getting opportunity to be on the show, you know, so thank you. Thank you for that. Anytime. Listen, you guys from last year, the match that you and Steve Scott put on was, I still say to this day, one of the matches I've seen in a long time to open up the show like that. I mean, you guys went out there, you broke your ass. Something to you saying it was 10 years in the making. Same to Steve, it was a long time. I know you guys were fans, but, you know, you went out there and you He's killed it. Yeah. Oh, he's killed it. Yeah, that was uh, the time flies. That was like two years ago now. Two years ago, yeah. That was like two years. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that's definitely I. That's definitely like an underrated match. Like, just like I've ever like probably one of the best matches I've ever had, and I feel like uh, it's still under the radar. You know. Yeah. But you guys definitely, definitely killed it. Like I said, we were. 
I was glad you did it. I mean, you know, he's opened up the show. He's like, just knocked it out of the park, which was that night to set the pace for the rest of the show. Sure. Thank you. Thank you for giving us that opportunity. Anytime. You deserve it. Both these guys deserved it. That's why both of you guys are in the best of light heavyweights, which we added two more, two more participants. That match is going to be nuts. I can't wait for it. That's one of the matches that me and Frank always looked forward to at every anniversary show was the best of the light heavyweights. Yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, Rollway Rec Center, if anybody out there doesn't know where that's at, you know, look it up. Um, definitely not a show you're going to want to miss, um, you know, and, and get out there because it's, it's going to be huge. Main event, cage match, hit squad versus homicide and low key. I mean, oh my God! If that doesn't sell the show, that's gonna be holy ouch file. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, any anything else you you, know, you want to put out there, Pierre? I just want to say, listen, guys, if you ain't doing nothing November twelfth, you gotta come out. You gotta come out. There's something for everyone. It's a great lineup. There's going to be a ton of surprises, as usual. And like I said, if you don't see it live, you're definitely going to want to get it on DVD. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, see you up here. I don't, you know, I don't want to hold you on. Uh, I know you got to, you know, you're at work right now, right? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on. I wanted to call in. But like I said, November 12th, best of light heavyweights, steel cage match. Alberta, you know, triple A stars. I mean, like I said, there's something for everybody. Just make sure if you don't come out live, you got to get the DVD. Battle Light Heavyweights, I'm going to say it again because I look forward to that match every year. I think it's going to be one of the top matches. Plus the Steel Cage match, can't forget. Hit Squad, Homicide, Low-Key. These guys are going to kill themselves out there. They're like the founding yeah. fathers of JAP. Where it all started. And going into the Hall of Fame. Like, Oh, my God. It's like bringing it back to the Bayonne days of Charity Hall, just in a newer version and a bigger audience. But like I said, November 12th, if you ain't doing nothing, JAP's the place where you want to be, Rollway Rec Center, Rollway, New Jersey. Absolutely, Absolutely man. <laughs> yeah. All right, Pierre. Jake, um... thanks for having me on. Thanks for always promoting Any the show. Time, bro. Yakuza Kick Anytime. Radio is always number one with Jay. And thanks a lot. Yep. So there you go. There's Pierre. Uh, definitely check out Jersey All Pro on the 12th. So, Joey, um, what's your thoughts on this political thing, man? A little, a little over two or under two weeks, you're going to have a new president elected. What's your thoughts? This shit is crazy. Man, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> It's just so crazy. I feel like it's like it's definitely like I feel like it's something out of like a movie. Like it's not real. Yeah. Like it's just like it's <laughs> yeah. just too like ridiculous. Like did you yeah, see the guy? Yeah. He 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 set up a fake construction zone around the um. He set up a fake construction. <laughs> yeah, around the, the uh, star on the Walk of Fame beat the shit out of it. Yeah, and he fucking <laughs> he got out of it. 
Yeah, with a pickaxe. And, you know, it's, I saw something that's like, yeah, police are investigating. I'm like, investigating? There's a fucking video of them doing the shit. I don't know what... What do you got to investigate? That's some wild shit. Oh, these fucking... These kids, they look like they had, like, a knife on them. I don't know. <laughs> I'm in, like, a 7-Eleven parking lot. There's some kids. They're like, look at that, a knife. Fuck. Whatever. I don't know. It's weird. No, but it just seems like it's like a like a bullshit like a movie script. Like I just I don't know. I'm not voting. I nah, vote. I, I never have. I know that's you know that's anti-American and and all of that shit. But uh, I don't know, man. I it, it's gonna be. I what it's gonna be. I really don't. Did you? Yeah, I voted the last two, and this year I'm definitely not voting. You know, I feel like either way, the it's going to hell. You know. Yeah. yeah. Who? I mean, who? I mean, the pick. Who would you pick? Who would you pick? Me? I don't know, man. It's so hard. I anything but Hillary, but Trump. I just he was he was all right for a second because he was like um, opinionated and. He didn't care what he said, which was kind of cool, but then it's just like, it gets to the point that it's just like a, a mockery. Like, yeah, his opinion's crazy. Yeah, his opinion's crazy. Yeah, it was just like, at first it was like, all right, he's got a, he's a, he's opinionated, he's an asshole, whatever. But now it's just like, the oh, fuck? <laughs> What's wrong with this guy? Yeah, that's you know? yeah, pretty wild. That's pretty wild. I feel like he's walking I got like an echo coming like through over echo. there. Is it an echo? Yeah, there's an echo Can you every hear time it? I talk. Has it been like this the whole time? No, no, it just started like a minute ago. With me, on my end? No, it's like when I talk, I hear it back. It's good now. I don't know what you just changed, but... Oh, okay. I don't know. No, I was just saying okay. that... Uh, yeah, he just... Trump just... I feel like he lost it even more. <laughs> Since this stuff, like he lost, he was gone before the election, before this whole campaign started, and now he's like, I don't know how he's gonna deal with it if he loses. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, he's already kind of, you know, patted himself by saying, if I lose, it was fixed. I used to play cats like that and on Madden all the time. It's like as soon as like the the third quarter hits, if they're losing, they're like, Nah, man, you're cheating. You, you keep running that play, that's some bullshit. You know, <laughs> like. There's no way you're beating some cats in Madden and I'm just taking the loss. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, fuck both of them. I feel like if <laughs> yeah. Trump gets elected, you know, the country will go to shit. And I feel if Hillary gets elected, I feel like uh, I feel like Russia's going to try to start shit anyway, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so, you, um, you know... It's it's difficult, you know, especially these days with the wrestling and the, the internet and everybody's being so into your personal life and this and that. Um, it's well known that, you know, you're dating um, Penelope. Um, and there's some creepy motherfuckers out there. How do you handle that shit? Because, I mean, you see, I mean, I could even, like, read comments on, like, you'll do, like, a live video or just, just different things. And they come out of the woodwork, like, like creatures. It, it's crazy. Like, how do you deal with that? 
I said I said to myself, I said I, I had multiple chances to, you know, mess with girls in the wrestling business throughout ten years, you know. I've always been a cute little boy. So um just like I felt like I could find it like finally I met somebody that I, you know, really liked, you know, wrestling. So we try to keep it we sure. try to keep it secret for we try to keep it secret for about five, six months. So uh-huh. we were dating longer than we were dating longer than it was out there for, you know. But mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. It's just like all right, I guess I'm used to it by now. You know, it's whatever. Yeah, People are I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just crazy. I mean, I I often see that you know with a, a lot of different women wrestlers, you see just the way that some of the fans act. You know, not all of them, but there's definitely a good group of them that act just creepy as a motherfucker. And I always wonder, like, you know, the person who's with them, how are they not ripping these fans' heads off? And uh, I don't know. It's just it's just I'm wild. I'm sure it will happen one day. <laughs> I'm sure it will happen one day, like you know me, but now it's just like yeah. I find it some I find some of it funny. No one's crossed the line yet, you know. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Well, I mean I hope everything, you know, stays <laughs> at least uh, you know, on a on a good level with that because uh they definitely get out of hand. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, nothing no one's crossed the line yet, so it is what it is. Well, um, you know, you gotta. Everyone, um, if you know, if you're gonna be public about stuff, you gotta have to deal with it. You know, so. Yeah, yeah I it, guess so. I mean, you know, even on being this an level, entertainer, I mean, it's a whole other world for you. You know, just being an entertainer. You know, just even on this level, it's crazy. You know, I feel like. But. The more and more well, you get, only the more worse. The more people try to get you for shit you say or things you do or. Like, I already see that. Like, people, like, pulling up my old tweets and, like, Facebook statuses. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> find something to do with your life. You know? Yeah. yeah so but everyone has to do it. If you're going to be an entertainer, you got to deal with that type of stuff. Yeah, I guess it does come with the territory. Those people, you know, that's they want to be involved. And that's, that's the wild thing with Twitter is, you know, I stayed away from it for a long time because, I don't know, something about it. I'm still not that into it, but uh, it, you know, it's it's kind of like your window to talk to any celebrity that you would never get anywhere near. You just randomly yeah. tweet at them and see if it works, you know? Yeah, I'm probably the coolest on Twitter, too. Like, I'll talk to anybody. <laughs> yeah. And if they're wrong, I'll tell them if they're wrong, you know? I'm kind of addicted yeah. to just sitting on my phone and my social media. I guess that's why I have such a following with the fans because, uh, because you know, I do. They can relate to me, I guess. So, maybe. Sure. Um, yeah, it, it's we'll just, you know, it's changed. I mean, I couldn't imagine being 15 and being like, name the celebrity and I'll tell them what I feel about them right now. <laughs> I mean, I'll just piss whatever celebrity I want off, like, right now. Like, I, yeah. I never... That wasn't an option as a kid when I, you know. It's just it. It's just 2016. That's it. Yeah. It's wild shit. Um, so, you know, got this crazy World Series going on. There are two teams that haven't won the, the pennant in forever. I'm not a baseball fan, but it even catches my attention. Um, who, are you, who are you rooting for on this? Um, Probably the Cleveland Indians. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you know, I I like people in Cleveland, and I don't really like people in Chicago. <laughs> I uh, it, you know, I, I kept seeing a thing, and at first I was like, yeah, Chicago, yeah, everybody's you know with the Cubs, and they haven't won forever, but fucking Indians haven't won for a long time either. And uh, yeah, when we went to uh, King of the Death, we drove through Ohio, and it's like the most boring thing I've ever seen in my life. And now I understand why they really could use the win. Um, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I'd rather – it's whoever buys more merch off me. Cleveland buys way more fucking merch than, than Chicago does. Yeah. That's, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's a huge thing, especially following the Cavs winning too. I mean, I don't, you can't get much better than that for Cleveland. The Browns is not going to bring them any success anytime soon, so. Yeah. Promoter of uh, AIW, he's at the World Series right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm so not into right. baseball, I don't even know that there's a game on right now. I'm a Mets but, fan, so. Right. I'm a Mets fan, so yeah, yeah. they blew their shot. They got a nice stadium. I ran a race there last year. That's that's about all I got there. I was a Mets fan as a kid, but I just kind of drifted off of baseball. Yeah, I don't, I don't watch every game. I try to watch every Jets game, you know. But still, yeah. like I, I'm still, I'm still like shaky when it comes to sports because I don't know all, I don't know everything. Like I was watching the Jets game a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, oh, he's pulling the jersey. I'm like, my friend's like, you can do that. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, I'm brain dead. <laughs> <Never mind. laughs> yeah, she's like, she's like, whatever, bro. Let's go back to eat. Let's go back to drinking these beers and forget I ever said anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so yeah, you got this big, uh, you know, 20th anniversary show like we were talking about with Pierre. You got the um, the best of the light heavyweights now a light heavyweight title match. Um, yeah, you're up against uh, you know a bunch of other guys, uh, Pinky and um, I'm trying to think who else is in that match. I don't have it in front of me. Um, but you uh, actually Pinky Azriel. Yeah, Pinky Azriel. JT Dunn. JT Johnny Dunn. Silver. Johnny Silver, Arcadia, Arcadia, and Steve Duncan Scott. Right? Yeah, Duncan, Duncan. yeah, Did he drop the R on his his name? Like to be Sugar Dunkerton, didn't he? Nice show. Yes, I don't know. Yeah, I, I haven't watched um, Sugar Dunkerton uh, autobiography yet, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm a little behind on that too. Um. But you lost the match at Jersey All Pro, which was a four way. Actually, turned out you know pretty uh, pretty bad. But um, and that was supposed to qualify for this match. Um, speaking of that match, um, obviously huge injury with Danny Damano. Um, you know what was it like being part of that match and then having to work through that type of thing? That was uh, one of the worst injuries I've ever seen. I didn't even know his leg was mangled at first. I was laughing at him on the floor because we've been friends for God knows since I was like 15 like I used to follow around so I thought it was just going to be like typical Danny DeMonto you're an idiot fucking spot like him overshooting us hitting the guardrail and him just being okay so I was laughing and I'm like you go you fucking idiot I said that to him but then obviously I got up and realized that he was his leg was fucked 
Yeah. Like I was hoping it was yeah. just I was hoping he just dislocated his knee. Definitely not. But No. Because the way his leg because the way his leg was, like just like being in that moment it looked like maybe he could have dislocated his knee. Like and we just had to go through and like come up with I like, can just wrestle to the finish. Like mm-hmm. that but that sucks, you know. That really sucks, man. His career is over. Like him or hate him, whatever. He got injured in a match, and now he can never wrestle again. So, it just yeah. really sucks, you know. But it yeah, it was, it, it was brutal. I was over there on that side, and as soon as I saw it, I just fucking went, "Oh fuck!" Because I, you know, you saw it go way the wrong way. Obviously, you you know you were up in the ring at the time, but uh, yeah, that's definitely a definitely a bad one. I wasn't quite as close when um, Rick Blade shattered his leg coming off the wall and um, Sewell, but I was there for that too. And I mean, you just heard him scream from the back of the arena, and you know, I mean, he broke his leg in I think three places or so. Yeah, Danny's pretty tough. Like he he fucking just you know he kind of just like. He wasn't screaming or anything, you know. And he had to be in a lot of fun. Yeah. That's break your femur is gonna be that's gonna be really, really fucking painful. You know? Yeah. Definitely brutal. So, <coughs> so, uh, yeah, what is, what, that's the risk you take. You got a, a match I think you, you basically covered it. Oh Saturday. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I mean, that's a big match. This you is like a, training your ass off for a match against Virgil. No, it's just like I, I say I want to do these matches, and then people book these matches, and I just like fuck myself. <laughs> like, like I just started as a joke, like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna call it Virgil, and then Waterdale book Virgil, like, because he helps like book for that hybrid company. Uh-huh. Like Lauderdale's been all over the place lately. I don't know what he, he's he's Mister fucking he's Mister Office now. But anyway, yeah, he I said I want to wrestle Virgil. <laughs> I said I want to wrestle Virgil, and you know uh, he booked it. So I guess I have to do it now. Same thing with Taboo, <laughs> and the same thing with fucking Teddy Hart. Like this month is like it's definitely like Halloween month. It's like the Joey Janela spectacular. <laughs> I got the fuck. Yeah, I mean, shoot, shoot for the stars. Start, start mentioning some, some serious-ass dream matches and just see if someone makes it happen for you. Yeah, um, if if I get Virgil to hit a Canadian Destroyer on me, then my weekend is, my, my job is done. So, <laughs> that's what you're looking for? That's my goal. That's my thing. That's my thing. Just like if they can hit the Canadian destroyer, if I can, if I can convince them to hit the Canadian destroyer on me, then we're set. Then the match doesn't matter. As long as they hit a Canadian destroyer, we're good. I got John to hit a Canadian destroyer, and now I gotta get Virgil to hit a Canadian destroyer. You know, I wanted to really do a ladder match with him, but I don't know. Was Virgil gonna happen? Yeah, my idea was for the match to be the the. A ladder match, and on the 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 rope is the Olive Garden gift card. <laughs> and I would just bump my ass. I would just take a bunch of crazy ass fucking ladder match bumps, and Virgil wouldn't have to do anything. And everyone would say the match was awesome because I took all these really fucking stupid bumps. And but I don't know what I don't know what we're doing now. 
But I heard Virgil was just like a piece of shit to deal with, so. I don't know. Well, don't fucking, oh, don't fucking injure yourself in a match with Virgil before you fly overseas, for Christ's sakes. No, no, no. Can you but imagine going like, on an overseas tour in a match with Virgil? No. No. That would be like... <laughs> That'd be fucking horrendous. That's like you'd be sitting at a table by yourself, like like he does. That that would be horrible. But knock on wood, let's make sure it doesn't happen. I'm like, I'll make yeah. sure that I can have like a good match with Virgil. If I can have a really, if I can have a match with Virgil, that's at least entertaining. People were like, you know, that was, you know, that was good. You know, that was fun to watch, and I'll be happy. But sure, who knows? Sure, I'm sure you could accomplish that without dying for Virgil. Yeah, I'm sure Virgil, he looks like he's in good shape. He's not like, he's not like, uh, he's not like Sabu. You know, that was right. the hardest match of my life. Like, he's all Virgil has to do is just, Sabu, so. Well, all Virgil has to do is just beat me up and go, fuck money, fuck money, and just do shit like that. Right. And that's it. And then he hits a Canadian Thunder destroyer. Thought. Yeah, yeah. He is a Canadian destroyer, and then, you know, everyone said it was the best match I've ever seen in their life. So, that's all. Yeah, well, fuck. So, yeah, man, um, is there anything else you want to put out there? Nah, I'm just chilling. Just that you basically covered everything. Uh, oh, cool, TPI's man. coming up in two weeks. Oh, yeah, um, you're on the, the Ted Petty invitation, all right? Working for Ian yeah, Rod. I've never... There. What's your thoughts going into Never that? worked for Ian Rotten. Never worked for Ian Rotten. Never worked for IWA Mid-South. It's always been on the bucket list. So, TPI. That's It'd pretty be great. Cool. So, yeah, I'm just like, yeah. I'm dreading yeah. that weekend. Because I have to go from there to Rhode Island for beyond. So, right. we're doing a tournament for today, tomorrow. Tournament for today, tournament the next day. So, it's just like, Shit. it's just going to be a hell weekend. Do they have any uh, like, uh, brackets or anything lined up for either one of those? For TPI, no. The Beyond one, yes, but I'm in non-tournament. I'm wrestling Tracy Williams. But, oh, okay. But uh, the Beyond tournament looks really sick. They're doing, like, Keith Lee versus Zack Sabre Jr. and shit, and it's just like, they have some good matches. Nice. Matt Riddle's in that. Yeah, he's like the man right now, so I'll be running yeah. him soon on on point in December. Um, right. So I'm just right. all I'm just all over the place, you know. I just I just need to relax. <laughs> yeah, man, do your thing. Uh, thanks for coming on again. I really appreciate it. I, it's always good to talk to you. Um, I'll be seeing you in a couple of weeks at Jersey All Pro. They want those uh, yes, terminators. Sir. Yes, sir. I'll have one for you. Excellent. All right, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on again. Anytime, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a good All right. See you later. All right. Take care. Bye. So there you go. There's Joey Janela. He's one of the most entertaining motherfuckers on the indies right now. That, that dude goes above and beyond. He's talking about doing sick ladder bumps. Uh, ladder match bumps to fucking put the Virgil match over. I mean, what kind of crazy shit is this, you know? Um, but yeah, you're going to see this guy all over the world. And, you know, I, I've said some things in the past too. And as, 
as recent as last week about, you know, Joey's body maybe not being up to par and this and that. And, you know, I believe that. But, look, I'll be the asshole that keeps saying shit until he's on my television because I believe he's that good. I believe he's got all the fucking tools to do that type of thing. And, you know, again, you know, I'm no uh, personal trainer. I'm no uh, expert on this type of thing. But, hey, I don't know. Maybe my opinion helps fucking push people in the right direction. And this dude deserves the best. You know, he's always, you know, giving 100% out there and and really entertaining the fucking fans. And uh, eventually he's going to make it big places. As long as he keeps himself healthy, he's going to make it big. So, but, you know, let it be what it be. So, um, that's that's about that. I'm going to take a break, come back, and uh, talk my own opinion and everything about the uh, the acid cup and just my feelings on that, the whole situation. So, I'll be right back. This gon' make them uncomfortable. No bull crap, the bull back. I ain't gon' front for you. This gon' make them uncomfortable. They uncomfortable, man. They uncomfortable. They uncomfortable, man. They uncomfortable. I can hit you a punchline to start punching you. Punch This gon' make them uncomfortable. They uncomfortable, man. They uncomfortable. They uncomfortable, man. They uncomfortable. I eat rappers. They treat rappers like a lunchable. Lunchable. This gon' make them uncomfortable. I did a million crimes, I ain't never been upstate no. once. Shit real, get your wig peeled, no lace front. I'm blowing grand, the grody strand take eight months. Get punched, spit in your face, and get your face punched. My fist nice, I had a fist fight with an eight one. This monkey ass never hit cats in the face one. Straight blunt to the noisiness. Yeah, I'm twisting, thinking, sipping on a drink that looks poisonous. I'm enjoying this on Adderall to kill a woman. Straight car Senator Sanders, you can feel a burn. But I'm a killer, so the still a burn. You could be the body to fill a box or ashes to fill a urn. My hoes will fuck you for the cash. If you get, you can pay to have them strap on and fuck you in the ass. I burn all my duchess to the ash. I'm balling, but I wasn't in the draft. I'm just hustling for the cash. Fuck, this gonna make them uncomfortable. This gon' make them uncomfortable. No bull crap, the bull back. I ain't gon' front for you. This gon' make them uncomfortable. They uncomfortable, man. They uncomfortable. They uncomfortable, man. They uncomfortable. I can hit you a punchline to start punching. Punch. This uh, gon' make them uncomfortable. I throw shells like an egg fight. It'll be over easy. I yoke you up and split your egg head to the egg. Uh, if my money tied up, I'm getting money tied up. Hey, brain playing on the ground, sunny side up. For 25 bucks, nigga, you could get a gram of it. Right now, I'm in the kitchen whipping like I'm trying to scramble it. I just made 100 bands, about to go and gamble. I keep weapons to shoot if niggas mess with my loot. Yo, I just do a check on the coop. I'm in the trap house beating that white girl. No domestic dispute. Look, I always put it down, I'm disrespecting the roof Shoot, I even leave it down when it's drizzling, I be chickening And me not smoking the best weed It's like a gay couple adopting a baby, trying to breastfeed Shorty said, I got a man, don't expect the fuck So I sent the pick of my dick, told her to step it up yeah, This gon' make them uncomfortable This gon' make them uncomfortable No bull crap, the bull back, I ain't gon' front for you This gon' make them uncomfortable they uncomfortable, man. They uncomfortable. They uncomfortable, man. They uncomfortable. I can hit you a punchline to start punching. Punch. This gon' make them uncomfortable. 
Yeah, that uh, that Cassidy Barbarian mixtape is fucking crazy. Cassidy's definitely one of my favorite rappers on on some current shit. Um, you know, like I've said in the past, he kind of falls off. He comes back, he disappears. But every time he comes back, especially on the mixtape side of shit, he fucking murders it, man. Like his punchlines, his creativity is, is just top notch. He's just vicious on the mic. Um, so uh, definitely check that shit out if you haven't. Uh, Heard the uh, Cassidy Barbarian mixtape shit. On some other shit, because, you know, look, um, my music taste is crazy. Um, you know, everything you hear on, on this on this podcast is always, you know, that hard, that violent fucking rap music, because um, that's definitely my... Um, and, you know, more so than not, it's it's that 90s hard, hard knock rap. You know what I mean? That's the reason why I'll always present that on this show is because there's not a lot of platforms for that. Um, Today's rap is garbage. You know, these motherfuckers are making peacock noises and, and just, just shit sounds retarded. You know what I mean? So um, there's that. Um, There's the mainstream stuff, which, you know, there, there's been stuff over the years, but in the same token, you know, you're only going to get so much that's actually good that bleeds through. Um, you know, a lot of the other stuff, you know, I listen to and I like, I mean, you could hear that shit anywhere. So at least if I, you know, I'm able to present the type of shit and same thing, like, you know, if I do my fucking barbecues in my yard and shit, I can't play this type of shit that I play here. You know, this is, this is that hard knock shit that I rock in the gym, um, and, and stuff like that. This is, this is the shit that I like, you know what I mean? Like on, on that level, but I have different reasons for different music and stuff like that. I love fucking pop music. Like, um, like broad music, <laughs> like straight up, like, um, um, for instance, on uh Howard Stern this week, Lady Gaga was on again on Monday. Every time she comes on the show, she fucking kills it. I think she's, in my opinion, she's probably one of the best female singers of all time. And I think hands is on the best that's going right now. I mean, if you listen to her vocal range, it's fucking crazy. It's it's absolutely bananas. And um, you know, she's really into what she does. Um, even during the interview, she would just like break into like a they'd be talking about Led Zeppelin, she would just like break into like a Robert Plant, you know, impression and just fucking nail it. Like effortless, you know, just completely effortless. And um you know, she's she's a true musician. You know, she really puts her shit out there. Obviously a lot of the the top stuff, the costumes and stuff, caught people's attention and all that shit. But I fuck with Lady Gaga for real, because uh, you know her her voice is crazy. Her songs are on point. I'm um, not saying you know top to bottom her albums or the shit. That's the other thing though. You know when a lot of these rap cats and stuff, you get like an album or two. Like their first album or two is fucking crazy. And after that, like look, fucking Wu Tang, right? Wu Tang's first album is one of the best albums ever. Second album, eh, you know, that shit could have been put into like two, that that two album could have been put into one album and made it just fire. Over time, they made the second album look fucking tight because the the, the fucking shit they put out after that has been garbage. Um, solo albums, we're talking about like one one to two albums tops, and then you're just talking just garbage. Um, I mean, it, that's it. I mean, you get, you know, Matt's first album, maybe part of his second one, <laughs> you know, and, and then shit falls off.
Um, and, you know, that's the thing. Um, now, I mean, if you go at like, like that Gaga album, you get a straight-up fucking album. You get the fucking – what you would expect out of her, you fucking get. It, it's not quite the same as a lot of the – I mean, obviously some, you know, pop and rock stars fall off too. And, you know, and, and I fuck with a lot of rock music too. Like rock music, um, like that 90s, that 80s. I fuck with a lot of 90s, period. Just top to bottom ninety shit. Um, I, I'm not into that the death metal and shit. I don't like being yelled at. So when motherfuckers start screaming and shit, I'm not into it. I don't like it. Um, I like some heavy drums, heavy guitar shit. But once it gets into the fucking screaming, I'm not down. Um, so I don't know. It's just my own preference. But uh, I rarely put over other music just because, um, like I said, I'm really trying to spotlight that type of shit, that hard knock stuff because. You don't get to really see or hear that that many other places. It's really pushed out of the limelight because obvious for obvious reasons. You know, I mean, you know, it's not as uh, appealing to the kids, and it's definitely not shit that I play around my kids, like in the car or anything like that. But um, but I like good music. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, if you you get a chance, uh, check out that that Stern show from Monday. She just fucking annihilates it, man. Um. What else? Oh, fucking man. This this weekend, I uh, I went to Trop Aquarium, which I believe is the best fish store in Jersey. And, you know, my one tank, both tanks are African cichlids. My one's very developed as far as, you know, I have, uh, I think, five African cichlids in there. They're all pretty big. My one is giant. He's fucking, he's like a half a koi fish. This fucking guy is huge. Um, and then, uh, my other one's got all babies and I only had two at the time. So I want to go get a couple more babies and, uh, and whatnot. Right. So I go down there, I pick out some awesome fish. I get back and I go to put them in the tank. You know, you know, you got to float the bags to, you know, adjust them to the water temperature and then pour a little bits of water in there to adjust them to your pH and, you know, all your conditions and stuff like that. As soon as I put the bags in to just, you know, adjust them to the water temperature, look, and my other tank with my bigger Africans in it is fucking leaking. From the bottom steel, it's fucking leaking. So I just get home on fucking Saturday night, put these fish in, and I think like, all right, cool. I'm going to let these guys adjust. I'm going to get these guys adjusted. I'm going to let them go in the tank and fucking chill. Nope. Fucking project started. Like, right then it was like, fuck game on like what do we do so um i happen to have a column tank which is like you know like up and down instead of like side to side tank it's up and down um it was 49 gallon tank in the attic and i had initially i tried to sell it like last year the year before like i've had it laying around for a while and i tried to sell it. it's like at least a 300 plus dollar tank you know when i got it it was three four hundred dollars for the standing tank and um you know it's a nice tank but you really need a couple things with it with a column tank not to get too too into it but uh you need um a real stable floor space you need something like like on a slab or something because um you're putting water's eight pounds a gallon so when you're going 49 gallons you're putting that many fucking into one fucking space i mean like a one beam or one space it's going to be right there and if you miss a beam with that little square this tank's going to be, you're in, you're in for some trouble. And I didn't really run into that, but I had a little bit too much movement for my, my taste. 
on the tank. And um, it was really hard because a lot of fish are side to side swimmers. So you really have to find a way to layer that tank. So you get fish on all, all levels of it. You know what I mean? So a little bit more difficult, but anyway, I tried selling it and you know, I brought myself all the way down to like a hundred dollars fucking tank and stand and light and, and the, you know, the glass for the top hood, um, the whole shit, hundred dollars. And you get motherfuckers going, oh, I'll give you 50 bucks. I'll give you a hundred bucks. And I'm like, you know, I'll hit that shit with a brick in my fucking yard for $50. I spent fucking three, $400 on this shit. I'll be motherfucked if I let you walk the fuck out of my house with that shit for $20. Like I'm, like I'm on crackers and shit. You know what I mean? I would have to be on a heavy ass drug to sell you something that I spent $400 for $20. I will let that motherfucker rot in my attic until long after I'm dead. I'm not going to fucking sell some shit like that. And luckily I didn't. Yeah. I mean, because I got enough room in the attic, so it's not a big deal. And luckily I didn't because when it came down to this, it was like, what the fuck? So I hooked up the fucking, I went up there, got that shit out, rinsed it out, put it on my floor next to the other tank, drained all the fucking water out, took all the fish out. This is 46 gallons of fucking water and fish. So take all the fish out, um, move all the gravel, move all the rocks, move everything. I got that fucking thing empty, move the heaters, move the, the, um, the filters, the air bubbles, the whole shit. Um, and then boom, that's just going to be how it is overnight. And then, and then in the morning I had to figure out, fuck, I've never sealed the tank before. How do I reseal this tank? So I started calling around. They tell me, oh, well, you know, you're going to have to rip the entire seal out of the inside of the tank and reseal the whole thing because silicone won't stick to silicone, which I'm not down for that fucking operation, man. I've never sealed the tank before, so I could envision there being a lot more fucking leaks than I started out with if I tried to do that shit myself, and then what the fuck am I doing? So I'm like, fuck this, man. I got to find a new tank, and um, it was uh, down by the skate zone in Blackwood, the aquarium center, uh, it's, a, it's a good fish store. I think their staff is a bunch of jerk-offs, but, uh, you know, the type – you walk in the fucking store, they barely acknowledge you. And, uh, you know, if you ask advice from one of them, you could roll the dice on whether that shit was good advice or not. A lot of times they'll, they'll sell you a fish that'll like fucking kill every other fish in your tank. Like they're just, they're just real jerk offs. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they have a beautiful store out there. Um, but again, don't listen to a fucking thing the staff says, uh, Crop uh, Aquarium, that's the fucking jump off right there Because those people are super knowledgeable Super friendly and all that stuff They just didn't have the tank Otherwise I would have clearly gave them the business um, That sounds like I was going to do something else And give them the business But um, I would have definitely you know, bought the tank off of them um, It cost me like $170 to buy the same fucking tank I had Which is beyond frustrating Because if I spent you know, $170 for some kind of new shit I mean, just the fact that it doesn't leak is obviously a huge success, but I'm essentially looking at the same thing that I already had, which is just really fucking frustrating. So I stuck the other one with the leak in it in the attic because if I ever need it for uh, like a lizard or someone I know needs it for a lizard or something, that'd be perfect. Or if I did want to try my hand on resealing it one day or I know somebody who is an expert at resealing a tank, then I have a perfectly good 46-gallon bow front tank. So uh, that was that was my fucking weekend. Definitely not what I expected to do. Um, I missed the, the Niner game on Sunday, which 
Um, in retrospect, I'm not too upset about. Um, I, I fucking get in the car. We're heading out to the Blackwood, and um, uh, I see 14 nothing. I'm like, fuck, man. As soon as I'm not watching, look what the fuck these guys are doing. They're up 14 nothing. Okay. Well, that 14 stayed on the board for a while, and the Bucks score just climbed and climbed and climbed until they beat us, like, I think it was like 40-something to 17 or some silly shit like this. We got the ever-loving shit kicked out of us after putting up 14 points. I guess just to fuck with the fans a little bit. Um, we are fucking horrendous, man. This is this is going to be a long motherfucking season. I, uh, I hate the fucking fall as is. Um, one of the only pluses of the fall is football season and and now they're gonna take this shit away from me too fuck motherfucking fall and um this football season is about a bitch and uh you know hey i'll continue to watch um painfully but i you know hey man i'm a diehard fan win lose or draw uh definitely not uh winning or drawing this year but um we're off next weekend this coming saturday sunday monday um so, I'm heading back to the Bronx Zoo on Sunday. Uh, we got the family pass, which I highly fucking recommend um, because it's, it's under two bu- two hundred, and um, you know I I got three kids, and you know me, the girl, the three kids all get in, and it almost it, it costs you probably about one hundred thirty, hundred forty just just for everybody, and it. That's that's just one trip if you just bought one trip. So you get the family pass that lasts a whole year. You can go as many fucking times as you want. And then on top of that, it um it also covers like Central Park Zoo, Queen Zoo. I don't see myself going to any one of those, but it also covers the New York Aquarium that I've never been to. So I'm looking to go there um sometime within the next year, obviously. Um they're redoing their shark area I saw on their website. So I'm going to wait till that shit's done and then we'll show up there, but I'm really looking forward to it. They got some, um, some tiger cubs out there at the, um, at the Bronx zoo that they debuted just after I was there last time. Um, they have something like 15 or 18 gorillas, you know, including all the babies and stuff. So it's just like fucking paradise for me. Um, this time I'm going to spend at least an hour over by the gorillas I've already uh, worked it out with the family where they're going to go, you know, ride the carousel, the bug carousel, and, um, you know, that type of thing. And uh, they they have, like, a trick-or-treat type thing. It's called Boo at the Zoo. So you dress the kids up. There's some, um, you know, costume parades. There's a couple trick-or-treat stops. That, you know, good good for the whole fucking family. And, um, and yeah, I'm going to just hang at the fucking gorillas for, like, an hour you know, and I will click back up and go, you know, hit up a bunch of different attractions and things. But um, I'm really, really looking fucking forward to it. Um, I love that place. Uh, beautiful, beautiful zoo. And uh, there, there's not a lot like that gorilla exhibit, man. It's uh, it's one of a kind. I'm, well, I'm sure there's others out there. I'm, I'm pretty uh, localized. So I've been to like Philly and the Bronx and then the other couple you know smaller jersey zoos including uh the one i work at but um but yeah so uh so that's that um yeah so let me get into the um the acid cup now here's 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 the deal i do not respect danny damano or brett lauderdale now danny 
now, because, you know, I, I was questioned about this, too, because I had posted some shit, kind of laughing at their attendance, and um, some people took, like, offense to it, like, why the anti-GCW thing? And it's like, first off, if you've listened to my fucking show, one thing I do not like is people that are my Facebook friends being completely clueless to shit that I've gone over in, like, great detail. Like, if I, I mean, if someone just randomly popped up on my wall, like, you like the 49ers? Like, get the fuck away from me. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I've talked about this shit so much. Like, if you've not seen any of this, now all of a sudden you're shocked. Like, get the fuck out of here. I I don't need that shit. Um, Well, let me just explain it all, just in case anyone tunes in after. Well, the one guy blocked me. That that was good times. I'm hoping he's trying to swim to Europe as we speak. Um, but I, I, I highly, he doesn't look like he's built to swim across a fucking bathtub. But anyway, um, I don't respect Danny DeMano for the reason I, I'll give right here. Um, I've never liked him as a wrestler. Um, he's never really, you know, done anything you know, personally to me or anything where, where I had like a problem with him as a person. Um, some of the promoting tactics since I started going to this GCW thing, uh, they were just tremendously carny to me, really unprofessional. And I couldn't really respect that. Um, the, the line that he crossed with me was shooting on Chris Dickinson. And look, you know, I'm not related to the guy or anything like that, but I thought it was completely unprofessional. And I thought it was a, it was a, it was a great example of him overrating himself and putting himself on a pedestal he didn't belong on. Um, I asked him the night before, you know, on a private message or whatever, the dude knew I had tickets to the show. And, and again, there's so much transparency on the internet. If I ask you about something that has to do with you and the other dude, especially if you know the other dude, the straight shooting dude, and you're going to bullshit me, be pretty sure that I'm going to be talking to the other dude too. And they're probably going to tell me the truth, which is exactly what happened. So he bullshitted me as well as many other fans. Oh, don't believe what you read on the internet. See you tomorrow. So it's like, you know, fuck you. You know I mean? Like I got your money, show up, whatever. And then to get in the ring and shoot the way he did and call Chris Dickinson all sorts of shit, right? he's not the tenth of the performer Chris Dickinson is, so he, he really has no business even shooting on a guy who's an actual fucking draw, which is something Danny DeMano's never been in his fucking life. And, and that's, not, that's just the fucking God's honest truth. That's not like, hey, fuck this guy. It's like, no, seriously, nobody... I know has ever said, I can't wait to see a Danny DeMano match or I, I fucking, I, I can't wait to see that. Or did you see that? Holy shit. You got to see that Danny DeMano match. Like th- these are things that have never been said. And if they have, I don't know what kind of people they are, but it's not like your standard issue wrestling fan. That's really into, you know, great wrestling. And, and, you know, it, it just, it doesn't happen. So, you know, for him to be saying all that shit and then to insult the fans' intelligence on top of it to say that Chris Dickinson wouldn't be here because of 50 fucking dollars. And he, like, slows it and chops that shit, 50 fucking dollars. To be thick-headed enough not to look at that in the fucking mirror. Like, look at that reflect back at you 
and know that you're also telling the fans you wouldn't spare $50 to give them what they were fucking advertised, to give them what they were fucking – they bought tickets for. You wouldn't spend the $50 for that, but you would charge $50 for a VIP ticket, and you just – and what did they get for the VIP ticket? What did they get in a couple of minutes early? And they got the fucking shirt from the show that before that. They got a tournament of survival shirt, and you were spending, you were selling fifty dollar tickets for that. Nobody got any fucking money back. It was what it was. They just had to eat that fifty dollar ticket and watch two completely replacement matches. Which fine. I mean, you got Shane Strickland, which is a great replacement, but it was a complete slap in the face of the fans. Like you're just gonna take what the fuck I give you, and then continue to put himself over over the night and try to, you know, you know, big his match up and do the whole emotional bullshit with fucking Drew Blood. And, and I just I just didn't respect that. That whole way of conducting business was just like, fuck you. And he's even said things on, I, I read a post that he said something on there like, they're all puppets. You just got to, you just got to know how to pull the strings. I'm not a puppet for fucking nobody. And I'm a grown ass man. And as far as like what I do in my life, the way the way I work, my my ethics on things, my morals on things, what I put into life, the way I fucking go when I train, what I put out there into my fucking races, the way my kids love me, all this shit, I'll put my shit on a way higher level than a Danny DeMano. And that's just me, because that's my standard for myself. Is I I, I value myself more than I, than I think like Danny DeMano puts out to the world. And he could do whatever fuck he wants and be proud of what he wants to do. But never in a million years will I sit in a fucking crowd wide-eyed and look up at the wrestlers like, oh my God, that's the fucking, that's what I want to be. Well, I don't want to be a wrestler. I'm, I'm watching this shit for entertainment. That's the thing. Like I really turned a corner where I, you know, at one point I was, I was a young wide-eyed kid you'd see a wrestling oh shit that's the the." now we're all just grown-ass men with different occupations it's not it's not like that anymore it's never going to be like that again and especially now half the motherfuckers that are wrestling that i'm watching on the indies are fucking way younger than me so it's just i mean there's entertaining motherfuckers i'm not taking a thing away from what they do out there but we're not going to ever be at a at a level where you talk down to me you know what i mean and that's that's kind of the way he's come across on a lot of his posts, on a, way, a lot of the way he speaks, like he's some upper level, you know, entertainer or entertainment figure. And I just don't respect that. I don't respect it at all. I, I think he's a clown for the way he acted, you know, at that um, that GCW show, um, shooting on Chris Dickinson and all that. I, I just thought it was completely shitty, and I lost the you know the respect I did have for him at all. So that's that's the problem I have with him. Um, Brett Lauderdale, I'm not going to go into the whole spiel, but I really don't hope that guy lives a long life. That that's that's as much as I can say about that. If I if I woke up tomorrow and someone said Brett Lauderdale died, I'd have a better day than I would if someone didn't tell me that. And I plan on having a great day tomorrow, win, lose, or draw. But um, that would make my day better at any given moment if someone told me he died. That's the respect I have for Brett Lauderdale, point blank. And, and I'm I'm not shy about saying that to fucking him or anybody else who asked me about it. He's a piece of shit. So 
Um, anything that's run by a Danny DeMano and a Brett Lauderdale, I'm not hoping for it to succeed. I'm not the type of dirty motherfucker to run around and try to make it not succeed. But if, if it happens to not, especially for the reasons why this failed, because I said week in, week out, week in, week out, where the fuck is the promotion? Where is the promotion for this fucking show? Where is it? It's nowhere I see. I shot ringside for Jersey All-Pro on October 1st when Danny DeMano showed up to break his leg in half. He didn't show up with a fucking flyer, a fucking note card, a fucking a business card, a fucking anything. Anything with the words GCW on it, Acid Cup, any fucking thing. Not a motherfucking thing. So 21 days before what was supposed to be a big fucking tournament, the guy running it was not fucking pushing it at shows that he showed up to to try to get himself over. So of course you motherfuckers failed, and of course you earned it. That's what the fuck happened. If you don't promote your own shit, don't cry to me how, oh, the fans should have been here. Oh, it's just... We wish we would have had more fans. Get the fuck out of here. You don't wish your way to a fucking attendance. You promote it. You fucking fly your places. It was the week of. The week of motherfuckers were online talking about we're building a street team. The fuck, man. Why don't you move into a box on the fucking street, you bum-ass motherfucker? You, you start promoting your shit the week of the fucking show? You motherfuckers paid out $4,000 in fucking rent, and you and you have no ambition to push the fuck out of that show? Why? Because like Zandig said on the mic that fucking night, I, and you know anything I'm talking about as far as the actual show, I'm I'm hearing from other people telling me. Um, Ricky will pay for the whole fucking thing. Of course. Why? Why would you give a fuck? Because you're spending someone else's money. See, motherfuckers are real frivolous when it's not their their money. You know what I mean? Let a motherfucker go in a restaurant, knowing somebody else is paying. They're gonna eat all sorts of other shit. A lot of people are that way. I mean, I've never been that type of way because I'm not, I'm not like a, I'm not a greedy type person. I always have like a conscience, you know, that really weighs over shit I do. Like I can't, I can't walk into a fucking store with like music coming out of my fucking phone or some shit like this. Cause I feel like everyone's going to be like, look at this dickhead. And I just have like enough self-confidence or, um, I don't know. Like it, it just, I have a certain amount of, um, integrity that I you know I, I can't just walk in and just inconvenience a bunch of people and have everybody turn their head looking like look at this asshole you know what I mean I'm proud of who the fuck I am and I have no problem with that and if people have a problem with me then it is what it is because I could at least be proud of what I'm doing if I'm putting out an arrogant douchebag attitude where I'm I'm inconveniencing people because of my ignorance that's that's when I wouldn't be proud of who I am so it's the same type of thing to me you know what I mean? When you, you spend somebody else's money the way you wouldn't spend your own. And, and that's that's what I really think this is. From what I've heard, Ricky O moved to like Tennessee or some shit. So I don't know how many shows he's going to keep funding. I don't know if this was around with that. I mean, I'm not in business, dude. I don't know. But I think it's fucked up. The other thing I think is fucked up is, look, man, now – a lot of what they're falling back on is this charity thing, this charity thing, this this kid with cystic fibrosis and this and this, which is nice. But look, man, every fucking shindy show across the board is a charity show. 
there's there's reasons for that. Not just because the people who run shindy companies have a bigger heart than everybody else. It's a fucking gimmick. It's a carny fucking gimmick. And, and the bottom line is, is when the acid cup started, when the whole Trent acid cup thing, the ball started fucking rolling, all the raffles were going to Trent's family. That was the fucking, that was the motherfucking thing across the board. All the raffles are going to Trent's family. Well, when Trent's family seemed to have a problem with the Acid Cup even existing, now, look, I mean, maybe other people got involved with that, Burke and Missy Sampson and all that stuff. Maybe they got involved with that and made it more difficult. Maybe they were the ones that made it turn into a negative thing. I don't really know. I can't speak on that. But I know um, I know what ended up happening is – It went from, this is all about Trent, this is all about Trent, this is all, you know, the fucking show is to honor Trent, and the raffles are going to his family, and it's all about fucking Trent. So why the fuck, when that came off the table, all of a sudden you found another charity? Like, what? When did this turn into a charity show? And I'm not saying, like, the kid doesn't deserve money raised for or anything, but, like, where the fuck did that come from? Oh, was that just a random coincidence that you guys found something to run the show for, even though it was about something completely different? Because you wouldn't have been running any fucking cystic fibrosis charity anything if Trans Family was on board. You would have been giving the money to Trans Family. Right? I mean, that's definitely the fucking way it was pitched. There's no way you would have got everybody on board. You would have got all those raffle items on board. You would have said, this is for Trans Family. And then all of a sudden pulled it back and said, well, actually, cystic fibrosis, because there's this kid. That's that's not what would have happened, and you fucking know it. Uh, you know. So, again, like, it, it just – it heads in a real shady direction. And then it's like, you guys fucking – you guys brought in, like, 120 fucking people. 120 fucking people you brought into the arena. And look, I didn't count the fucking tickets, so surely I could be off by 10 or 20 or something like that. But it's not much more than that. I saw the fucking crowd in pictures and shit like this, and you had a fucking tiny, tiny, terrible little fucking crowd. Terrible. Um, The next day, there was a Lucha show that ran, and um, I heard about that Lucha show on Sunday. That was the first time I knew that it existed. It ran in the arena at 5 o'clock on a fucking Sunday and doubled the attendance of fucking GCW's Trinacid Cup. What the fuck does that tell you? I mean, what does that tell you? Was that just random, like, fucking luck? I mean, did you guys really promote your ass off? And, and you know, when Zandig posted some shit online, oh, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't promote this. The way uh, – and look, man, I've said a million times, I'm a John Zandig guy. I fucking loved what he did with CZW. I'm all about what he fucking did. His, since his return, this is not represented to Zandig that I know. This is, this is a bunch of bullshit. He's, he's connected with people who he, he really shouldn't be. I mean he could, he could conduct business with whoever the fuck he wants, but Brett Lauderdale and Danny D'Amato are not fucking – not a good fucking mix. Um, and then DJ Hyde is the other one. He was going to keep some kind of storyline going with DJ Hyde. You saw the way that went. And that's honestly not even fucking DJ. Well, the first part of it, definitely DJ's fault because he blew that fucking angle where he was supposed to get fucking buried. 
and John Zandig strong-armed his way in, and like two, three weeks later, DJ's wrestling a no-rope bar wire match against a guy who supposedly retired from CCW. So, like, completely unrelated to any storyline at all. He's just wrestling like a fucking no-rope bar wire match for no reason. So, I mean, DJ did everything he can to blow that fucking angle. Um, but, I mean, they, they had something going forward. Um, the boss's back was not a good show. They fucked that up as far as the whole angle. What they, you know, again, it was like lighting all the fireworks off at once instead of spreading it over the whole show. Because if all those surprises were, were peppered over the whole show, Kyle the Beast and, uh, you know, Murdoch and, and Bentley and, um, you know, all that, you know, they, I mean, it, 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 I really think it would have been reflected on as an awesome show. Um but they just they mishandled that. Following that, you know, DJ fucking pulled it back together with Zandig fucking disappearing and, and put together a great fucking show and then followed it with another bad one. So, um, again, like, I, I just don't have a lot of confidence in DJ's long-term storylines and, uh, you know, his ability to keep, um, like, a, a cohesive thing together, you know, where you guys are cooperating and, and – uh, you know, I, I just don't see where he, uh, he he keeps that together. So I, I think his alliances with, with those two sets of people were really bad. Um, and then he, he just kind of says things as if people are just going to blindly support him. And may, maybe they will, but the attendance is not speaking to that at all. Um, you know, he, he said, oh, I was not able to promote this the way that I wanted. You know, thanks for the fans that were there. Um, but the GCW staff really busted their ass to do everything for me. They didn't bust their ass. They didn't fucking bust their ass. They were not fucking promoting the show less than a month away from the fucking show, 20 days away from the show. Other shows that those same people were on were not being flyered by those people. So, no, they didn't bust their ass. Let's stop fucking talking as if everything possible was done and where were the fans. It's not a mystery. It's really not a fucking mystery. It's exactly what happens when you don't fucking promote a show. That's what fucking happens. And then, like, um, Johnny Cashmere wasn't there. Z-Bar wasn't there. These guys both fucking were advertising this show like a week before. So you figure that out. And, I mean, Johnny had said, um, you know, I had asked Johnny, you know, what happened, whatever. And he said, uh, you know, he he took a gig uh, you know, he, he teaches, I think he teaches algebra or something. Um, I could be wrong on the, the subject. Uh, he teaches something and he took, um, you know, he took a gig doing, doing that that day, which, you know, made him the money to pay his rent, which, Hey man, do what you gotta do. But to me, that does say this stopped being about something sentimental. This stopped being special at some point. It started just being a gig. And when there became something that was more financially, um, you know, uh, it was going to pay his rent. There was something that was more, um, I don't know what the fucking word I'm, I'm missing, but um, it, it made more mu- it made more sense for him to do that financially, more financially viable. Um, he took that, which. I don't fucking blame him because as far as I'm concerned, the whole thing was a disaster. So why would he fucking show up to that? 
if he had something that would actually make him money. There's no fucking way that that show was making money. You know, and, and the, that's the thing, man. Like, a lot of these people are calling it a success. That's fucking crazy. They say they raised a couple hundred dollars for the the, uh, the kid with cystic fibrosis. But they're also saying a couple wrestlers fucking gave their pay to the, the kid. So, as far as I'm concerned, the majority of your couple hundred dollars came from wrestlers' pay going to the kid and not fucking raffles. Maybe you made a couple bucks off of raffles, but if you had 120 fans in attendance, I know the way fucking raffles go. There's no way you get... You don't even get half of that fucking crowd that went in on the raffle. Not even fucking half of the crowd. So, I mean, how much money are you really talking over a fucking raffle? So, it's just... It, it's such a fucking gimmick, and I, I don't know. I, I just don't respect it. I don't think that fucking the guys so, – and sure, Zandig makes it credible. Cashmere would have made it credible because those are people who are actually close to Trent. Danny D'Amato and fucking Brett Lauderdale were not people who I expect to be honoring Trent. It's just not. It, it's just – it's not. And sure, I would understand 100% why Joey Janela – why, you know, Pinky Sanchez, why B-Boy, why these people would go out there and do their best to honor Trent because to them it does mean something. But I don't think the higher the higher end of that was all in good fucking spirits and all, all for the right reasons. No fucking way. You, you, can't, you can't prove that to me. There's no fucking way anybody's going to make me believe that. So, I mean, call it what it is, man, but... Look at exactly what the fuck it is. Look, look at the turnout, the effort that was put into it, and, and that's what you get. And when it comes down to me, you know, people, oh, instead of, uh, instead of uh, bashing it, you should help them out. Fuck you. I don't, I, now it's my responsibility to go help motherfuckers out. Like, get the fuck out of here. Help yourself, goddammit. You know what I do? I help out fucking animals. I help out, I help out myself. I help out my family. I help out fucking animals. I'm not going to help out fucking uh, promoters. That It's stupid to even say that because well, who the fuck am I to help anybody? What am I? Who the fuck am I going to do to draw a big-ass fucking crowd for people who don't give a shit? I, I'm not even anywhere near the fucking business. I, I do a podcast for fucking one of my hobbies. That's, believe me, this doesn't pack a fucking house if I say something. But if it does, show up to Jersey All Pro, 20th anniversary. Which, that fucking house is going to be packed. Broadway Rec Center is going to be fucking packed. And then you can look at yourself, Danny, and fucking ask yourself, what did they do that I did? And, and it's just, it, it's just promotion. And on top of that, there were huge fucking negative stigmas. There were huge fucking dramatic things that were happening. And instead of fucking posting stupid shit on Facebook afterwards, oh, some people didn't back off. Uh, you know, I want to thank the people who didn't back off when there was a little bit of, and then instead of even typing heat, you put the little fire emoji symbol. The fuck out of here. What are you, a fucking 15 year old girl? Maybe you should promote the fucking show instead of fucking playing with your fucking emojis on saying that there was heat on the show. Come on, man. You should have fucking went out there and debunked it. You should have went on fucking podcasts, not mine, don't want to be fucking involved, 
one that has way more listeners, one that's way bigger. Again, I'm not trying to put myself over. I'm just saying, find any fucking avenue you can and go on those fucking things. Debunk the fucking negativity. Rile people up. Get people excited. Tell motherfuckers why they should show up. Hype the fucking talent. Ask the fucking talent to do some fucking podcast to pump it up on how important it is and this and this. Fucking raise a motherfucking a following. Get people fucking excited for this show. None of that shit was done. None of that shit was fucking done. And that's why you got 120 fucking people, and you deserve it. You deserve every fucking bit of it. And um, I, they're back in December, which I could plug it, and it's not going to make a motherfucking difference. Um, I think they're back at the fucking Game Changer thing, and I think they're running a Saturday, which immediately is going to improve in t- attendance. Definitely. I, I have no question about it. The attendance should be better in December than it has been either one of their shows because they were running on Sundays. One was against SummerSlam. One was against week two of the fucking football season. So you you guys could fucking post dumb shit all you want where it's like DVR the football. Yeah, Okay, that's not reality. That's, that's you fucking fooling yourself. And the bottom line is what's going to happen is you're going to DVR the fucking football. And then when you get home and you're counting just about no money and fucking, you know, uh, you're going to be watching an old football game. That's what the fuck's going to happen with that. Meanwhile, the fucking Lucha show on Sunday drew fucking double your crowd on a football Sunday. So, again, you fucking figure that shit out. But, again, I guess it really doesn't matter when you're spending somebody else's money. I don't know how long that continues to go on. Good for you guys. I mean, if that's that's your business plan is let everybody fucking film the show from their phone, encourage it, draw a hundred fucking a hundred and twenty fans to a building that has a four thousand dollar rent or five thousand dollar rent or whatever the fuck it has, and then call it a success because you raised a couple bucks for a charity. I mean, dude, that's on you. I, I just. But don't don't fucking come and run your mouth at me like, well, why would you talk bad about GCW? Go fuck yourself. I, I don't really give a shit. I'm a fan of wrestling. And if I don't like something that's going on, I don't have to fucking be nice about it. I don't like it. I don't like the fucking people who are running it. And that's that. They don't deserve a fucking crowd that they didn't work for. Bottom fucking line. You want to, you want to know who deserves a fucking crowd? Jersey All Pro Wrestling, 20th anniversary show, November 12th, 2016 at the Rawway Rec Center. Hall of Fame inductions are going on that night. Homicide and Low Key are going in, as well as the Hit Squad. The entire main event is going into the fucking Jersey All Pro Hall of Fame, and that night we'll be meeting in a steel cage match. That's going to be fucking crazy. Alberto El Patron or Alberto Del Rio, depending on how you know him, first time ever versus Sammy Callahan. It's going to be a killer match. B-Boy up against Black G's, and that's going to be for the Jersey All-Pro World Heavyweight Championship, which is going to um, – it's vacant at the time because G's was repping the, the light heavyweight title for about two years. He decided he wants bigger things. Jersey All-Pro had a vacant world title. So he vacated his light heavyweight title in order to compete against B-Boy for the vacated Jersey All-Pro World Heavyweight title. 
that being said, um, the light heavyweight title will be on the line in a match with Azriel, Pinky Sanchez, Arcadia, JT Dunn, Johnny Silver, Suge D, Joey Janela, and Steve Scott. It's going to be fucking crazy. You got an absolute dream match in Drago and Aerostar versus EYFBO. Those guys are absolutely killing it on the indies, and you've got to see this fucking match. I mean, this, this is the reason for going to the show. If, it, if that cage match isn't enough for you, that fucking that tag match right there should be it. Uh, Kyle the Beast versus Joker in a, in a match that was set up on last show when Kyle the Beast got involved in the match with uh, Homicide and Joker versus the Hit Squad. Um, this is going to be a banger, man. They're going to beat the shit out of each other. Um, Alicia returning to Jersey All-Pro after her her return in Bayonne. She's been away for a little while previous to that. Up against uh, the woman who beat her in Bayonne, Diana Peruzzo, and uh, Sumi Sukai in a three-way match. That, that's going to be another good one. Uh, the H effect of Dixie Derange and Insane Dragon teaming back up against the legends of Magic, J-Lover, and Crazy Ivan. That was another one set up on the last show. Um, in a match that I really wish just would stop happening, um, DJ Hyde versus the Bulldozer Matt Tremont. Um, look, I mean, Tremont kills it every time out there. Um, he, is, he carried DJ through an entire year of this exact fucking match. And um, I'm sure he's going to try to do the same here. But, um, you know, CCW Showcase, DJ Hyde versus Matt Tremont. Um, you got Team Wrestle Pro, which, look, I'm not a fan of these guys. I've never been a fan of Kevin Matthews or uh, Pat Buck. I've had my problems with Pat Buck in the past, most of which I think stemmed from Eric Tapout. Definitely still not a fan of that guy. But, uh, you know, um, it is what it is. Uh, those two are wrestling. Um, very, very talented tag team in the private party. And, um, you know, hoping for the best with this one. Um, and that that's pretty much that. Um, looking forward to that highly. Um, next week on the show, we're going to be going over more of this Jersey All-Pro stuff as well as talking many more topics. And my guest next week will be the notorious 187 homicide. So it's always great talking to him. Um, he's always a lot of fun to talk to. He's always got all sorts of wild opinions and um, definitely looking forward to that. So um, I think that's about all I got for tonight. Um, check out uh, the hot tag podcast, my boy Shaheen and Boxman over there. Check out the sports den. I'm sure they have all sorts of stuff to talk about with the World Series going on, basketball starting up, football in full swing. I think hockey's going on. It's like all four fucking sports are firing off now. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, that That's what's up. Uh, check out Alex Mahoney doing that art thing over there. I'm trying to think if there's anything else to talk about. Uh think I got everything I wanted to get. I don't know. If not, there's another week next week. So, look, uh, yeah, check you motherfuckers out next week. Peace. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean?
You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good? Like, Jesus tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you got to say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I got to hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. The Jews are just radio. Jesus! So say goodnight to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness.